Welcome to On the Record, White and Cases podcast about life in big law. Whether you're in law school, considering a career in big law, or already one of us, this podcast will help you get to know our firm and our people. Expect career advice, insights into our work, and so much more. I'm Juliette Fernandez, and this is On the Record with White and Case. Today, I'm here with Luke Allen, a 3L at Washington University in St. Louis, who is also a member of our 2020 summer associate class in Houston. Hey, Luke. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. Happy everything. Good to see you again. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Happy birthday, New Year, everything to you as well. <laughs> how is your 3L year going? Uh, it's good. It's good. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to graduation uh, in a few months. Uh, a little bit burnt out on Zoom School of Law. Uh, this is, I guess, our third semester of doing that format. So for me, I feel like it's a little bit harder to stay engaged uh, doing the virtual format, but also probably a little bit of senioritis kicking in. But other than that, it's good. I really like my classes this semester. And so everything's good. Awesome. That's so great to hear. I know it's kind of hard to think about the summer after your 3L year, but hopefully you're able to put together some rough plans for a bar trip um, or if not postpone it for the winter. Yeah, definitely. I I was originally thinking about a cruise, but I think that's kind of going out the window with COVID, but we'll have have to figure something out for sure. Sounds great. I hope you're able to make that cruise either in the summer or at the end of the year. Well, thanks so much for being here for the first episode of our podcast. Definitely has been a work in progress. I'm super excited to catch up with you on your experience as a summer associate. But before we talk about that, I want to start kind of from the beginning with you and think about what really attracted you to White and Case or big law in general um, and how you started to prepare for OCI. Yeah. So for me with White and Case, it was really just the international focus that drew me in. Uh, in college, I did, I participated in Model United Nations, which is basically like a big conference in New York City where all these different universities go from all around the world and you're assigned a country and you represent your country and basically negotiate like UN resolutions. I participated in that for two years in college. And so doing that really sort of piqued my interest in international law and international issues. So I came into law school with the goal of doing something uh, with regard to international issues or international law. So when I was uh, researching law firms prior to OCI and I came across White and Case, ranked the number one international firm in the world uh, with this global pro bono practice and cross-border focus. I mean, it was like, I, I mean, I knew that was the place that I wanted to be at. So for me, it was definitely um, just the international focus. When I think about some of the things that you mentioned, I think a question that comes to mind is what were some of the resources and tools that you were using when you were doing this research into big law and white in case? I know a lot of us think about our website or 3Ls. What were some of your go-tos when you were doing this research? So I started out with Vault, which is a website, and they have like the AmLaw 100 rankings. And so I was sort of researching like the top firms on that website. And then from there, I would go to like the law firm website. So I went to White and Case's website and read about uh, White and Case's values and priorities and prominent practice areas and things like that and the attorneys and everything. And so that really sort of gave me a feel for um, the actual law firm, just using their websites. and then. 
of course, I think the three L's are probably one of the best resources just because they're familiar with all of the big law firms and have been through this process and could tell you what to expect with callback interviews, the kinds of questions and things that you'd be asked. So I, I really leaned on, I guess I would say the firm websites and then the three L's when I was prepping for OCI. And now you're a 3L giving good advice, so hopefully spreading the good word on campus. And that's great to hear how you used a mix of Vault and our website, and then looking past your OCI interview, obviously accepting your callback invitation. What did you do specifically to prepare to meet with our lawyers in the office? The biggest thing for me was being as knowledgeable as I could possibly be about the law firm and then about the actual attorneys whom I would be interviewing with. And I think that sort of serves two purposes for me. For one, um, I think you're just better in the interview if you know about the firm, know about what their values are, what what they're looking for in an attorney, um, and you can ask better questions. But also, I think just being confident in the interview. Um, for me personally, going into interviews, I have a lot of nerves, you know. So anything that I can do to feel really prepared and really ready. Um, is, is going to be what I should do. So I think just being really knowledgeable, doing your homework before the interview. Um, and another thing that I, that I would do, and you can use LinkedIn as well, um, but looking at like the attorney bios on the website or LinkedIn and writing out like three or four questions for each attorney who, who's going to be interviewing with you. Because I think that shows them that you're interested, you're engaged, and you did your homework when you have really good questions that you can ask in your interviews. That's a great piece of advice. I think it's so important for us and for your interviewers, whether it's the partners or associates, for them to feel like you went the extra mile to learn a little bit about their career, have specific questions for them and the matters that they're working on. I think it shows initiative um, and obviously worked in your favor since you had a great summer associate experience here with us. Um, and now kind of wanting to switch gears to that and speak to what it was like um, doing the virtual summer program, taking it to the announcement of when we announced our virtual platform and how we were moving forward. I think by the time the announcement came out, everyone was ready for that. Um, however, we were kind of expecting some initial concerns and thoughts on it. Thinking back to that moment, what, what was your initial reaction to that? And did you have any immediate concerns looking ahead to a virtual summer program? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely a little bit concerned just that we were going to be missing out, that we weren't really going to get, you know, the full summer experience and we weren't going to be able to make those connections and build those relationships that we would have otherwise built. Um, so that I guess that was my first thought was just concern. And then uh, I was also a little bit nervous just about the Zoom format or WebEx format, just, you know, thinking that that might be awkward or weird or so I guess just nerves and concern, um, but it it turned out to not be the case. It turned out to be a really good summer. And I think everybody sort of forgot about the virtual limitations and the virtual environment. Um, by the end of it, we had really made connections with uh, attorneys and other associates. Just, I think everybody really went out of their way um, with the thought that, okay, we want to give them a great summer experience. So everybody was going out of their way to really reach out to us and like meet with us, have lunches, coffees with us. So I almost feel like I got more FaceTime with attorneys in the virtual environment than I would have had it been in person. So it ended up being really good. That's great to hear. And I think 
even on our side, we felt the same where we were making such an effort to get in front of you guys, see you guys on a daily day basis and get you connected with the folks in the office. I feel like everyone had a general sense of being more connected and getting more FaceTime with each other this summer than summers before. I think once you get into the mode of the expectation that your camera is on and you're meeting, you know, in a virtual setting, it becomes the norm, right? And I think it even sets you up for success when we do eventually get back in person and you're just wanting to get a little bit more FaceTime and get in front of people in a more personal way. Um, so I think it worked in everyone's benefits. And I'm glad to hear that you thought you were connected or even more connected than, you know, prior summer associates. Once you're getting ready for the summer program, were there tools or buddies or mentors that you, you know, were connected with before the program that helped you get set up for success before your first day? Uh, yeah, so I did uh, meet with my summer buddy a couple of times before the program started. So that was good to sort of build a relationship with her and I could ask her questions and things about the program before I got there. Uh, White and Case has a program where they assign each of the summer associates, a summer buddy who is a first year associate um, who we would meet with regularly and we could bounce questions off of them and just get to know them better. And I found that to be like a really great idea just because, uh, you know, in the summer program, you're you're nervous and you're kind of afraid to ask people questions. And so when you have this 30 minutes of like reserved time to talk with your summer buddy every week, I mean, you have to sort of fill the time. So it feels like it's not a big deal at all to ask them questions about things. And my summer buddy was super helpful even before the program began. So that was super helpful for me. So that leads me to a good point, just kind of thinking about the mystery of what it's really like to work with a partner and an associate. Is it really as nerve wracking to, you know, reach out to an associate if you have a question on something they asked you to do or reach out to a partner and ask them to work on a matter? What was that really like? And was it as nerve wracking as you thought it would be? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody that I worked with was like super friendly, super approachable. And so they really sort of facilitated an open line of communication and were happy to to answer any questions that we had. It's almost like they anticipate you being nervous and being scared. And so they're like overly nice, like overly, you know, reaching out. Also, because of the virtual environment, people were just going out of their way to communicate on Jabber and email and set up these WebEx meetings. Um like I said, I think if we had been in person, you would have seen people more, but I think, you know, in the halls or whatever, or at happy hour. But I think the fact that it was virtual led people to really reach out and like set up quality, quality time, quality meetings with you. And so it really just made it a lot, a lot better experience, in my opinion. I'm glad that that was your experience. Obviously, I have a biased opinion of everyone in the office. They're all great to work with. Um, but it's got, it's good to hear that even as a summer associate, you have that comfort and that connection and, you know, are able to ask questions or get help when you need it. Um, so great that you had that experience with our office. Um, and thinking about going into the summer program, did you have any preconceived thoughts on practice areas that you were interested in or work that you wanted to dive into? How did you go about making sure you got exposure to that work and also being open to other experiences and other practices? Yeah. So going in, I was really interested in doing M&A work and corporate transactions. 
And I felt like over the course of the summer, we just had so many opportunities to work on different kinds of stuff to the point to where we were actually having to like say no sometimes. And so I definitely got to work on like corporate transactions as well as some oil and gas work and some other kinds of work. Um, and I think getting to do like the M&A stuff, it really sort of, for me, confirmed that this is what, that is what I want to do. I found it to be really interesting. And you have on those corporate deals, you have so many moving pieces and so many issues. And it's just, to me, it's really interesting and exciting. And I looked forward to it every day. Um, that being said, I, f I feel like there was other areas that I really knew nothing about that I got to work on that I really enjoyed, like construction and oil and gas um, and negotiating those contracts and things like that. So I think that that's one piece of advice that I would give to summer associates is just to be open and be flexible and be willing to sort of go out of your comfort zone and try things that maybe aren't necessarily directly in your line of sight going into the summer, because some of my favorite projects were not M&A projects. That's a great piece of advice. And I tend to agree with you, right? I think it's super important to go in kind of open and ready to get staffed on something that you might not have thought you were interested in or, you know, work with someone that you didn't really have that much working knowledge about going into the project. Um, so that's a great piece of um, advice in terms of getting work exposure. What really is it like a day in the life of a junior associate? I think it's such a buzzword for us, right? Everyone wants to come to our Instagram and LinkedIn and read articles on Inside Way In Case. But can you tell us really what a typical day looks like? Maybe a 8 a.m., a 12 p.m., and a 3 p.m. check-in. Um, wh what can be expected from that for a junior associate? You have so many different projects and some of them might take an hour and some of them might take a week and you're constantly getting new projects or the projects that you're working on have like new pieces or new issues. And so it's every day, at least based on my experience, was a little different. Um, the only things that stayed the same were, were just constantly communicating with attorneys. I mean, there wasn't a day where I didn't have like a WebEx meeting with someone, a phone call with someone, and then constantly emailing people. And, and for me, that's kind of what makes it fun is that you, there's a team environment, you know, so you're constantly communicating with other people, working with other people, trying to resolve issues and problems. And so you really feel like you're part of a team uh, and taking on whatever the new day throws at you. For sure. And so much screen time, you know, there's so much expectation for for you to be sitting in front of a computer or be on a Zoom call or be available. Um, what did you find during the summer was one one commitment to yourself or to your mental or physical well-being um, that you kept as part of your daily routine um, to make sure you were checking in with yourself and making sure you're OK to continue doing the work? Yeah, for me, and this is something that I've learned in law school too, but I, I have to have like an hour of exercise every day. Um, I grew up racing bicycles from like the, when I was eight years old until I, I raced in college. So I grew up like constantly training and having that every day. And I kind of got away from that when law school started. And I found that like, I mean, I put on probably a freshman 15, but also like my mental health was not great. You know, my first year of call, uh, of law school. And then uh, when I got back to that and actually I was probably spending less time studying because I was prioritizing exercising, my grades improved significantly and I just feel better. And so I tried to like maintain that this last summer and just make 
make, made sure that I was making time for at least an hour of exercise a day or whatever it is that, that refuels you, whatever that might be, whether it's like spending time with friends or exercising, I think it's important to prioritize uh, that, you know, for at least an hour a day. And speaking with other associates this summer, that seems to be a common thing. A lot of them would make time for like an hour of exercise a day or whatever it was that they enjoyed doing. There's two kinds of people, right? The people that exercise for one hour a day and the people that lay on the floor for an hour with their dogs. Um, and I'm definitely the latter. I like both. You can't go wrong either way. But that's great to hear that even though you were busy and it was in this virtual environment, you were still super connected with everyone, taking time for yourself. Um, you know, it's it's even great to see you now after we were meeting on a weekly basis. Um, so I think that connectivity hopefully will remain um, as we move forward in the virtual environment and then eventually back in person. And following this conversation and hearing a little bit about your pre-OCI process, OCI process, interviews, summer experience, what's another buzzword is just the one main piece of advice that you have for summer associates going into the summer and what the best piece of advice is to make it the best summer possible and to get the most out of it. Come in with a positive attitude and be open to trying new things and sort of leaving your comfort zone because I think a lot of the especially as an associate or a new attorney. I mean, every th there are so many new things out there that we haven't tried. And so I think being open to that uh, and trying out new things can be really rewarding and can uh, is really worth it for sure. And I think the second thing um, that I would say is, based on my experience, do your best, but don't obsess over perfection or being perfect. I can say like the first half of the summer, I was really like stressed out about not making any mistakes. And I think I exhausted myself and wasted a lot of energy just worrying about being perfect. And as the summer goes on, you realize, um, you know, everybody there is, is a human and everybody makes mistakes and nobody's going to hold it against you if you make a, a little mistake. Everybody makes them. So I think just like really trying to do a good job and being very intentional, but not obsessing over being perfect. I think that's a good thing to, to strive for as a summer associate and to make the most out of your experience. Absolutely. I think I'm just going to get a hashtag sign and put it wherever I can see it throughout the day that says, do your best, don't obsess. I think it just flows so well and is hysterical and absolutely probably the best piece of advice that you've given throughout the entire episode. Um, so thank you for that. And now I just want to go into a little bit of a fun segment, um, you know, show the lighter side of life as a lawyer, because I always think that there's a little bit of fun to be had. And this segment is often the record um, and just want to think about a time that something maybe didn't go quite as planned or you look back on it and it still makes you laugh. What was your off the record moment from this past summer? So mine would definitely have to be the cooking class. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick the time that you lit your kitchen on fire. So good. I'm sure you remember. So we had like probably every week we had a social event of some sort that we would go to. Like we had an origami class or a scavenger hunt. Uh, they were all virtual, obviously. And one week we had a cooking class and uh, I, I never really cook unless it's like toast or like hot pockets or something. But I was like determined to participate and like, you know, go to this event. Cause I mean, all the, so all the summer associates would go to the event and then we had a, 
a chef who was like on the zoom kind of walking us through um cooking this meal and i don't know like i said i haven't cooked for um as long as i can remember so i didn't remember it being hard but i figured i i, I knew i wasn't going to be great but i figured i'd be able to at least participate and so they mailed us like all the ingredients it was super cool like shipped right to our door and we made uh i, I want to say it was like a fancy ramen noodles variation where it was like noodles and then we cooked the chicken and the sauce and i mean the chef had to had to have known that we were not all cooks so i was a little surprised at how challenging it was it's not like okay make the sauce you know and then make the vegetables it was like we were making all of these things at one time we had the I don't even know how to work the stove really. And I had like sauce on the stove, chicken on the stove, like vegetables. I'm like chopping vegetables. I'm way behind. Like everybody's already on to another step and I'm like trying not to cut my fingers off chopping vegetables and I've got stuff on the stove. And I had my computer there with the webcam on. Um, and I know I started to smell smoke, you know, but I, I didn't really think anything of it. I don't know. It was, it was getting smoky and I was getting a little embarrassed because I thought, I wonder if they can see that my screen has a lot of smoke on it. And I was trying to get caught up, kind of panicking a little bit. And then next thing I know, like I'm coughing and choking, like it's completely full of smoke. I don't know if anybody was watching my screen, but I don't think you could have seen me because my kitchen was completely full of smoke. And so at that point, I'm like trying to get through the trying to get through the event. But then my fire alarm starts going off like four feet above my head and it's like super loud. And so at that point, I just closed my computer. I had to leave my apartment because I couldn't breathe. My wife and I both had to evacuate. And so did everyone else that was in our apartment. Uh, and so anyway, so the apartment's full of smoke and we leave. Well, the apartment automatically pings the fire department when the smoke alarm goes off. So then these firefighters are showing up and they're in like full gear. There's like six or eight of them. They're like, going, they're like obviously not happy. It was pretty embarrassing. But uh, that, I guess I could say I learned that cooking is not for me from the summer experience. <laughs> I think the best part about this entire story is that I had absolutely no idea that this was going on. I think I sent a wrap-up email kind of checking in with everyone, making sure everything went okay. And you nonchalantly were just kind of like, yeah, everything's fine, except the fire department was at my apartment. Um, so kudos to you for at least keeping calm until um, basically the fire department had cleared out your apartment. Um, and the great, the great thing is that you are ready for the Neoki cooking class at the Houston office at that point. Yeah, I redeemed myself at the second cooking session, but I was if like I I was thinking about it and I was like I don't want them to think I just left early cuz I wasn't having fun. So that's why I told you, yeah, I kind of almost burned my apartment down. <laughs> okay, the worst part was my apartment smelled for like 3 weeks after that, like reeked the rest of the summer program like with my eyes watering. That was that was probably the worst part about it. I don't know if anyone's off the record segment is ever going to live up to this. So I'm so glad that you kicked it off for us. Yeah, I hope no one else does that for sure. Thanks so much for being here today, Luke. It was so great to see you and catching up with you. Excited for what's next in your career. And thanks so much for being part of the first episode. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting started at White and Case in the fall. And Hopefully at that point, COVID will be ancient history and we'll, we'll all be back in the office together. You can find out more about our work, our people, and the opportunities we offer at inside.whitecase.com and on our social media channels on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. 
On the Record is for you, our listeners, so we want to hear from you. Email your thoughts, questions, and topic ideas to us at the address in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out on our next episode.